0: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe.
1: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Alex Johnson from Body One in Great Harwood, Blackburn UK. Welcome to the show. That was a mouthful. I probably didn't even say it right, but I'm so excited to have you here. How are you today?
2: I'm good. Thank you for having me.
1: I really appreciate you making some time to sit down with us, have this conversation today, hopefully give back to the fitness industry a little bit through conversation. Before we kind of dive into body one and what you all do over there, give me a little bit of background. You know, What was it that led to you going and opening up this business, Alex?
2: Um, Well, I I actually started getting interested into uh, health, fitness, the gym um, from about 15, 16. I actually, uh, when I was a a child, I I grew up uh, overweight uh, and was teased a little bit in school. And then um, throughout high school, uh, one of my best friends moved abroad Anyway, when he came back uh, from uh, living in Tenerife for five years and we were just about to leave high school, uh, he then uh, said to me, oh, why don't you come to the gym with me? Because he got very much into it over in Tenerife with the whole weather and uh, it being nice and all that type of carry on. So I, th- I thought, oh, okay, I'll give-, I'll give it a go. Uh, so I uh, started going to the gym with him and pretty much got bitten by the bug um and as I started to see changes and started to see um um um, yeah changes in my body it it was it gave me more confidence and uh, initially when I first started off it was it was all about going out and looking good and uh and, and going on the pull if you like and things like that uh obviously as a young as a young man, 16 years old and uh, yeah, and that's how I got into the fitness industry. Then I, um, I used to work in a gym um, and while I was at college, we had um, a business come round called Steiner who basically operate all the um, uh, health and fitness uh, facilities, the spa, the salon, the fitness suite, on board cruise ships. Uh, So at 18, I then um, joined Steiner and went traveling around the world as a a massage therapist and sports therapist and a fitness instructor. Did that for uh, five years uh, and then was promoted to uh, spa and gym manager, which again, on board the cruise ship. So I worked on things like carnival cruises, Princess, um, Royal Caribbean and operated all them different um facilities um, over a 10 year span i was um i, I, I operated 14 different uh, cruise ships uh obviously uh, with staff members up to about 35 staff uh, from fitness instructors, beauty therapists, uh, hairdressers, nail technicians, etc., And then when I finally finished on board the ships, um, I wanted to come home and set up my own. So I came home, set up a uh, like a, a little boot camp in a in a in a community center uh, and then basically grew it from there after about uh, 16 months. I then opened up my first uh, facility um, in a little uh, dingy, um, uh, uh, damp uh, unit. Um, stayed there for another 12 months. Had a lot of challenges with that, um, with it uh, flooding numerous times and um, uh, and really having to go out there and push the business. Um, and then eventually got it to a decent level of where I could afford to move facilities into a better facility of where I then uh, not only did boot camps and spin classes and kettlebells, but I then uh, brought on a gym, um, a a spin studio, uh, a CrossFit area, um, and just expanded it to basically what it is today.
1: Okay, I love it. Well, way to go. Really, you know, pushing to, to grow this thing and persevering through all of the different challenges and stuff you know, that stood in your way. But now you, you've been operating Body One. Give us kind of your elevator pitch of Body One, who you are, what services you provide. All gyms are a little different. And we obviously talk to all different kinds of gyms on this podcast. So sure. I want to make sure we really understand your business model since we are going to spend a bit of time today talking about it.
2: Sure. So uh, the the name Body One actually comes from uh, the the abbreviation of One is Optimal Nutrition and Exercise. So it was all about trying to create a facility of where we don't just focus on exercise. We don't just focus on the nutrition, but we focus on everything that you need um, to basically um, uh, lose weight, increase muscle mass torn, tighten, etc etc but also another element that we've got more and more into over the last uh, a couple of years is also the, uh, the effect on the mental state uh, and especially with obviously what's been happening over the last few years um, with the whole uh, Covid uh, and now the cost of living crisis and so on, I, I think that health and fitness is becoming more, more important for the mind than what it is just physical. Um, so, And that obviously comes from uh, exercise and from nutrition, from looking after the most important thing, which is obviously you and yourself. Um, so that's basically the, uh, the, the, the aim and goal of us, that every single person that comes through the door we can have an impact on the not only physical well-being, but also their mental well-being as well.
1: Mm, definitely. So within that, you know, what sort of offerings do you have? If I came in your front door and I was like, all right, Alex, I'm interested in joining your facility. What different services can you provide me?
2: So we have a, a full, um, a uh, full uh, recreational gym uh, of where you've got all your uh, cardio suite. Uh, so your treadmills, cross trainers, et cetera. We have a, a full resistance suite so all your machines. And then we also have all the free weights as well. Uh, that's on one side. Uh, then on the other side of the gym, we have a full fit uh, functional area. So if you're into uh, CrossFit, strongman, uh, powerlifting, weightlifting, Uh, we have that area Uh, and then we also have a spin room and like a boxer size area as well so all your body weight exercises, boxer size, uh, spinning etc we can also offer uh, those type of uh, services, Uh, we also offer personal training as well Um, so if you're not a, if you don't like being in a gym environment or you don't like uh, being in, uh, in a class environment because joining the gym if you've never been in one before can be very daunting for people and it's about getting them to make that first step and to break that cycle to then um uh, to, to, to then create them new habits and that might come in way of personal training and easing them in into it that way
1: okay so you do have that personal training element for, for people. And what I think is really cool about, you know, the, you offering so many different like levels of service here is you can really serve anybody and you can make sure that you are putting each individual that walks in your front door in the correct program for them, that's going to help them succeed. There are people that really do need that one-on-one kind of personal training experience. And there are people that thrive in the group training experience, which they can do at your facility as well. And then of course, We do have some people who want to come in. They want to do their own thing, get in the workout and go home. And so you can kind of, you know, help all different levels on the spectrum there. Talk to us about the memberships. You know, are there different memberships available that, you know, kind of give you the option to utilize these different services or is everything included into one? What what does that look like?
2: So again, in in the same sense that we we have all the different uh, varieties of services, we also wanted to have a variety of memberships which um, which suits everybody as well. So we have gym-only memberships, we have gym and uh, classes memberships, and then we have uh, gym classes and um, like uh, CrossFit or specialty classes. So our regular classes like Boot Camp, Hit, uh, Bums and Tums, boxer size things like that, are 30-minute um, classes. So, and then we also have our CrossFit, um, uh, functional fitness classes, weightlifting classes, et cetera, which are an hour session because there's a little bit more uh, technique in that. And obviously, um, we need to have the time to be able to show them the technique, analyze the technique, and then for them to also have a workout in that as well. Um, Now, in each one of the memberships, again, there's flexibility in each one of those. So we have month by month or rolling monthly contracts. So there's no commitment there. Uh, We have six month contracts and we also have 12 month contracts. Now, they do pay, obviously, a little bit more uh, for less commitment. Uh, and then in the same respect, they pay less for more commitment.
1: Okay, gotcha. So, so really, you, know, you are offering a variety of different memberships here. Um, mm-hmm. Are most of your members on kind of that monthly auto bill sort of subscription, or does, do it, does it kind of vary between you know, um, the, the pay in fulls and the auto pays?
2: To be honest, the majority of our clientele are all on 12-month contracts Um, and uh, the majority of our uh, clients that are uh, still with us, because we have had um, a downfall since, obviously, COVID, uh, but the majority of our clients have way surpassed the 12-month contract and now are obviously on rolling monthly contracts. Um, So we get that initial commitment from them and then we don't ask them to then commit to another 12 months they are on they, they've surpassed that and they are then just on a month by month uh, contract at the same at the same rate as what they were on uh, paying for the 12 months
1: okay okay i understand that now how many members do you guys have right now
2: uh, we probably average about 70 at the moment. Uh, we used to have um, approximately around 130, uh, so we have seen quite a significant drop over the last um, few years, uh, which has obviously been challenging times, but uh, we, are, we're, we are surviving. Uh, and slowly but surely we are chipping away and we are uh, trying new things and implementing new things and slowly but surely we are getting that increase of memberships again Um, but it is challenging times
1: yeah oh no and everywhere around the world right now we're all dealing with that just know like you're definitely not alone something that I hear on this podcast very often Um, but the good thing is right um COVID like hopefully we're not not gonna have to shut our doors because of that again um and nothing is worse than our doors being shut so you know at least we've got something right now and there's nowhere to go but up so let's talk about that you know 70 members it sounds like you are in a position to want to grow memberships is that correct
2: yeah 100 percent uh like the the whole goal uh when we because it's only a Uh, well, I say a small facility, it's about three and a half thousand square foot. Um, So it's not a a huge gym by any respect. Um, But the the members, I must say, the members that we do have, have been with us for years and have stuck with us. Um, So it is credit, obviously, to the members, as well as obviously... Us operating the uh, the the facilities that they have stuck with us through the likes of COVID and uh, and the, the 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 pandemic and obviously what's happening now. Um, and we are lucky in that sense that we have those those loyal members.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, those loyal members they they mean a lot, right? If we have those um, those people that have stuck with us, and that's kind of the base. It always feels pretty good to know that we're always going to have some people who aren't going to, you know, leave us high and dry. So that growth process, the idea of finding more members, what does that growth process look right now look like for you guys right now? What are you doing to grow? Where are you advertising yourselves? You know, how are you getting the word out?
2: Well, for many years, it just used to be uh, myself. Um, and I basically used to when I started off in the earlier years I used to go out and uh, fly a drop myself and I've dropped literally thousands and thousands of flyers all in and around our area. Now, obviously, with the uh, rise of social media and things along those lines, uh, and also I've got some very good um, instructors that work with me, Uh, they are also helping with respect to, uh, they are doing some social media as well as uh, myself, as well as also the members, and the, the best form of promotion is obviously word of mouth and getting our members to speak about their experiences uh, through, uh, of body one and encourage more people to come along um, uh, to, the, to the facilities as well.
1: Yep. So right now, a lot of kind of word of mouth. And, and you and I both know that in, no matter what industry that we're in, word of mouth is our favorite method of growth because it's free. So yeah. we don't have to spend any money to have good word of mouth. We just have to have a quality service. And it definitely yeah. sounds like your service is very good quality. Um, yeah. I mean, you've had members that have been with you for years, so it's obviously pretty good.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, and it's just, it, it's one of those of where, like, we, we've, we've spent money on the whole social media side of things and paid ads and flyers and this and that and the other. And I just find that... It is, in other businesses that I've worked in previously you know what I mean, it, it costs more money to get new members than what it does to keep the old ones and to have them promote us, you know what I mean, and for, for them to get more uh, members for us and I, I and for, for some people social media works really well, uh, I'm not the most technical person um, and I just think as as good as what social media is there's so much noise that goes on day in day out you only have to go onto Facebook and Instagram and there's so much on there that half the time I think a lot of people just end up scrolling through Um, so yeah it, it has worked for us but not as well as what I would have hoped it would have worked for us
1: yeah yeah and I think you know we're fitness people usually, right? If we're we're running a gym, we're fitness people. I don't really think that we are generally the type of person who knows how to work social media or any tech or anything like that. And so it is challenging to do it. And I understand what you're saying, right? If you've done social media before and you didn't really see an immediate return on investment or any return on that investment at all, it almost doesn't feel worth it for you when you could just go and get some members through word of mouth or referrals or whatever. But in 2022, when done right, social media is the number one way for us to get new clients. Yeah, yeah. Is it something that you think you guys will ever try again?
2: Oh yeah. One, 100%. But I, I think it, it has to be in conjunction with other forms of marketing. Of to uh, to obviously fully make that that impact, I'm not saying by by any stretch of the imagination that social media isn't the way to go. Um, it might just be my <laughs> my old uh, old man views that I would sooner go out there and flyer drop and put a flyer into somebody's hand, um, and that's probably half due to the fact that I don't know what I'm doing on social media that's why I'm lucky to have instructors that do you know what I mean and they do a lot of that side of it for me
1: yeah I think that I think that what like I completely understand what you're saying you know if you can go out and you can pass out some flyers and you've seen before that that works decently But like social media is something that you don't really know how to do. Like, it's kind of like we do what we're comfortable with most of the time. And so that's why doing flyers makes sense. If you were like given some sort of resource to help you with, you know, learning that side of things, is that something that like uh, help you learn the digital side of things? Is that something that you would personally want to do? Or would you have somebody on your team help you with that?
2: Uh, I, I would still, I, I like to know the ins and outs of uh, of anything that's in the business, um, but I would probably have somebody come along on that learning uh, journey with me, um, so that if I didn't understand it, and there was somebody who was a little bit more tech savvy, <laughs> they could probably explain it to me, or help me with the processing of the, uh, the social media. Mm-hmm.
1: Ideally, like, you know, where would you like to grow? Like you've got, you know, 70 or so clients right now, pre-pandemic had around 130. Like what is a position where you're like, hey, the gym is in a really good spot with memberships right now? Um, like, what is your idea on that?
2: I, I would like to grow it back to the to pre-pandemic numbers. Um, and then from there, that would be my, Short-term goal, and then from there, the long-term goal would be to get it back. It would be to basically strive for the two hundred member mark.
1: Yeah, I think that you definitely, with you know, thirty-three hundred square feet, you definitely have the ability to have. You know, we say industry average is like hundred people per one thousand square feet. Is like what is like capacity. So yeah. I think definitely, you know, above hundred members for sure, maybe even above 200, but you'll kind of, you know, as you fill out, you'll know when it's like, Hey, we're going to need a new space if we want to continue growing.
3: Sure.
1: Um, so talk to me a little bit here, Alex, looking at your business, what would you consider to be the biggest bottleneck or challenge that you guys are facing business wise? And what are you going to do to work on overcoming that?
2: Um, I think uh, it were in my, uh, in, in my small town and, and in and around the, the local area. Uh, a lot of our business is uh, geared or, or driven towards the functional fitness, stroke, CrossFit type of training um, because there is umpteen um, uh, like global gyms type things uh, in and around our area. So we want to obviously push the functional fitness side. Plus, it's what myself and the other instructors are most passionate about. Um, so, but it's trying to—I think it's trying to get the message across to uh, people who aren't familiar with CrossFit, stroke, functional fitness—that uh, the benefits of it, but also the fact that it is not just for the super fit uh, person. Anybody. Can uh, do uh, functional fitness. Anybody can uh, have a go with CrossFit. You don't have to be um, uh, like some of the guys that you look up on YouTube who are all uh, rip, ripped, to, uh, all, all shredded, uh, and have bulging muscles and can lift uh, hundreds of kilos above the head, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's getting that message across um, in a. In, in a in, in a way that it intrigues them to again step through that door without being intimidated.
1: Mhm. Yeah, I I deal with the same thing, right? I told you before I even got on this podcast yeah. that I, you know, ran a CrossFit gym. And it's the same exact thing. People think of CrossFit, functional training, cross training and they think of what they see on TV when the CrossFit games are playing, right? That's what they yeah. think. Of. But if you walk into my gym, you're going to see a bunch of women from age 34 to 46. That's our average client, you know, in the facility that I was working in. Um, and so that if that tells you anything, <laughs> anybody can do this. Um In what ways do you think that you can overcome that? Like, how could you get people to see that this is approachable and a valuable uh, tool for anybody, regardless of their shape, size, experience, et cetera?
2: Well, at the moment, we're uh, trying to uh, get the, the, the cluster of members that we have doing the functional uh, fitness and the CrossFit uh, to uh, give us more uh, client referrals uh, and, and also um, do some like before and afters uh, and to give us uh, testimonials as well. So video testimonials, not just written testimonials so that we can use them via our social media outlets. And so that people can look at these normal, regular people and go, oh, well, you don't have to be a, 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 a an elite athlete to do CrossFit. If they're doing it, I can do it. You know what I mean? Or it doesn't look as, uh, as daunting as, uh, as what I've seen on YouTube or what I've seen on the Internet. You know what I mean? I'm going to give this a go.
1: Yeah. Do you advertise yourself as like as CrossFit or do you advertise it as group training?
2: Uh, both, to be honest. Um, it, it depends on the post, obviously, that we're putting out out, out there. Uh, because we have so many different services, we advertise all the different services in different posts throughout the day.
1: OK, so kind of a little bit there. Um, something that I did and I don't know if it's anything that you've ever thought of doing is like when people are looking to join a gym, it's typically cause they want to see some sort of result, whether that's better mental health, better physical health, look better naked, whatever it is, whatever their, their goal is. So I started, Running like challenges to pull people into CrossFit. So I would advertise like, hey, six week challenge, eight week challenge, 12 week challenge. And then that's what I would advertise. And then they'd come in and they would see that we're CrossFit, but that it's just group training it's just group training. We're going to tell you, Hey, in the next 12 weeks, we're going to help you feel better. We're going to help you lose some body fat. We'll help you gain some muscle. Like it's in, you know, specified to the individual's goals, but kind of pull them in for some sort of challenge. Cause I think that that makes it a little bit more approachable rather than, Hey, come in for this CrossFit class because people just think CrossFit and they think that it's going to kick their butt. Have you guys ever ran any sort of like, promotion or challenge like that to get people in
2: uh yeah we 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 have done uh but it was a quite a number of years ago and it was it, it probably wasn't the best time of the year like obviously we're coming up to january now you know what i mean and i think that will probably be a, a, a great thing to uh, run as of january um with the whole obviously new year's resolutions etc etc um and, and and drawing people in that way rather than right come and join our gym you know what i mean uh, for the next 12 months even though you don't know if you like it or not it can give them that little bit of a snippet like a um, I think previously it was either an eight or a twelve week program that we ran with with a um, um, a nutrition plan to go along with it uh, uh, with so many classes per week with access to the gym. <clears throat> and that is probably one advantage that we've got to a lot of facilities is that we can offer all them uh, classes, gym et cetera, et cetera in in our packages.
4: Yep.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. That's such a smart idea. And I mean, I run the like the six week, the six week is my best converting offer. So like, I run that year round. Some people Mm. run it specific times of year, like, like you said, new year, like people are really looking to make a change. So like get them started off strong six weeks, give them the fitness, give them the nutrition. You can throw in some accountability in there too, to keep them, you know, motivated to show up. You get them in for the six week challenges. They find out, Hey, this CrossFit thing is actually approachable.
2: Sure.
1: Uh, and then after the six weeks, they convert to a CrossFit plus gym membership or whatever it is. And it's just, it it's easier that way um that's definitely one way to kind of overcome that that I was you know thinking of um so next question you know we talked about the challenge here I like to talk about the goals I'm such a visionary myself so I want to hear you know ideally I could hand you a magic wand Alex all your dreams all your goals for body one came true what would that picture look like for you
2: um I think it would be multiple sites in the uh, in our uh, local uh, like county, if you like, um, offering uh, and offering numerous different services like we already do, um, but even it, but one area that I really want to uh, expand into, and I need a, a bigger facility, and also like a, a more modern facility is the educational side of health and fitness as well. So moving down the, uh, the path of, um, like a train, the trainer. So we basically, um, uh, uh can certify people to be, um, fitness instructors, personal trainers, um, uh, spin instructors, CrossFit coaches, et cetera, et cetera, and moving down the educational side, as well as um, just the uh, the, the, the customer-facing side. Gotcha.
1: Okay, so just kind of continue to offer more for the health and fitness industry, meet, being able to make a bigger impact.
3: Hmm.
1: Well, now, now with that, What do you feel like you need to focus on right now within the current business to make that vision a reality down the road?
2: I think we need to uh, continue down the road that we're currently on in terms of increasing the membership and getting it back to those pre pre pandemic levels, um, and then from there uh, taking a look at our uh, facility, investing some money back into the facility, um, uh, and it really improving the um, uh, the um, the scope of the business. So uh, again, an upgrade in terms of our gym um, to attract more, more members.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Just continuing to kind of, you need to kind of come focus on the actual business element here and ways to grow and scale what you have and even beyond um, mm. and kind of um, overcome some of the challenges that the past few years have thrown at us. Because it's been a wild ride the past two and a half, almost three years, if we're being honest with ourselves here. So um, I'm excited, you know, for you. I think you have a really cool concept here. I love when gyms like have a bunch of different services and I I love CrossFit, but I think it's cool that you have the CrossFit combined with a bunch of other things. Mm. Uh, so excited to see where this takes you. Last but not least, what's a word of advice that you wish somebody had told you before you went and opened up Body One?
3: Ooh.
1: Um, I know, kind of a tough question. Caught you have a, off guard there with that one.
2: No, no. Um, I don't know. I, like for myself, I'm always, I'm always thinking of the next steps. You know what I mean. So when I, I, I obviously brought the, I started off with the, uh, the boot camps in the little community center. The, the next steps were right. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy uh, spin bikes. I'm gonna start spinning classes. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna start kettlebell classes, then I'm gonna move into a facility. And sometimes, probably moving too fast and not spending enough time, uh, not getting it perfect, but getting but getting your 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 main service, if you like, up to uh, at a level of where it can be sustained. And then moving on and, and trying to uh, uh, add more services rather than just doing a little bit on that one, then doing a little bit on on the next service and overwhelming people doing doing the uh, doing the few things right before moving on to other things, probably.
1: Yeah, I, I think that that's so important. I always call it kind of like shiny object s- syndrome. And a lot of, you know, new business owners, no matter what industry you're in, you know, we get off, like, we start off strong, we're super excited about this, and we're excited to start that. And we have too many projects going on at one time, and we don't really pour into perfecting one of them before moving Mm. on to the next. Yeah. So focus on a couple things at a time, perfect those before (laughs) moving on to the next. Yeah, Um, definitely. That becomes a disaster. And it's something that is very, very common, you know, in business owners, entrepreneurs, things like that. Last, lastly, where is like, what's your website? What's your Instagram? Where can our listeners go to find you online?
2: So the Instagram is uh, body one. So the spelling B O D Y O N E L T D. So body one limited uh, that's the Instagram. It's the same for Facebook. And then the website is www.bodyone.co.uk.
1: Perfect. Excited to go check it out. Alex, thank you for being here today. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, please hit like, please hit subscribe. And if you would like to join us for an episode here at the Jim Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. We will get in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Jim Lords out.
0: Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode.
5: What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today, and my name is Joseph. And joining me in the show is Carly from Pro Action Fitness Studio in Spirit River, Alberta, Canada. Welcome to the show, Carly. How are you doing today?
6: I'm doing really good. How are you doing?
5: I am doing tremendous, Carly. Thank you for asking. And Carly, I am very excited to have you on the podcast today to learn more about your gym business, especially, you know. You got in this business about two years and one month ago, so it's going to be a fun conversation. But before we dive into the nitty-gritty business side of things, when you first established this business, you know, just over two years ago now, what was the vision you had in mind for it?
6: So the vision I had in mind is just creating a space, especially for our community. It is a smaller community, but we serve... Uh, several other people that are in more of the rural areas of Mm -hmm. spirit river and well yeah what i wanted to do is create a community that um in the facility that anyone can feel comfortable coming in it doesn't matter what age you are um what type of fitness you're into whether you're an athlete whether you're you know bodybuilder or you're just someone that just wants to get healthy um I want to welcome anyone that wants to come in the gym and just, just to learn, to feel comfortable, to feel confident. And, um, and that's, that's exactly what I have going on right now. And I'm super proud of how much I've accomplished over the last two years. And, um, just seeing how much we've also grown over the last two years, even though I picked a really great time to open up right during COVID, but, yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> Even though that did happen, it somehow still worked out. And um, I'm just super grateful.
5: (laughs) It was definitely uh, meant to be. Um, So really, you just want to make a strong impact in your community. You know, we spoke before the podcast, you know, Spirit River is a smaller town there. So you're able to make a strong impact, get those, you know, community ties there. But, you know, for the listeners understanding of who you are and what it is that you do, why don't you give them your elevator pitch?
6: Oh boy. <laughs> um, so let's see, quick elevator pitch. Yeah, just if you're someone that's wanting to do just or wanting to just uh get healthier and just feel better, but you're just nervous about what the gym atmosphere might be like, or if you feel that um just others might not make you feel welcome because they've been there for so long, that's not necessarily the case. I've created mm-hmm. a really positive gym culture that welcomes anybody. Um, from young teenagers or youth all the way to seniors that come into the facility. And and all the new faces that come in that meet my regular members, they just make them feel so welcome and so comfortable. And like, even just encourage them that like, you know, really like, I'm so proud of you for coming in here, even though mm-hmm. I don't know you. Like, that's the kind of gym atmosphere that I wanted to bring on. and And it seems to be working because now people have actually see an amazing perspective on how a gym can actually be rather than what they think it is.
5: Yeah. And it doesn't have to be the gym atmosphere that is, you know, advertised on the internet of, you know, obviously washboard abs aren't bad, but it's just like that kind of thing. So sounds like you're doing great with the culture there. So, you know, what kind of services do you offer to your clients? Is it more of the large group, small group, open gym? What does that look like for
4: you?
6: So me in specific, since I run the facility myself and I'm the only trainer in at the moment, I offer one-on-one services. I also offer couple services and then I do group training or like group classes and I try to make sure I can make time for it all. And then I also just have a, like a member access gym where anyone can access the facility during our gym hours. And then Um, and then, yeah, sometimes during the summer, I like to offer, um, outdoor classes just so we can get nice, lots of sunlight because being up in the north, we don't get summer for very long. So we try to take Mm -hmm. advantage of the summertime as much as we can.
5: Okay. So one-on-one group, open gym, some couple stuff there as well. So kind of like semi-private, you know, like two, three, four there. Um, so that, you know, what's the size of your facility?
6: Besides my facility, we are 5,000 square feet. And oh, wow.
5: That is a large facility.
6: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. Oh. And so, yeah, it's it's split right in half. So we have like our our weight room um, on one side, and then we have cardio on the other side. Um, just to kind of space it out, as well as I have a little, uh, little bit of space in the cardio room for just like a lightweight area. Uh, sometimes the weight room can get busy. And so Mm -hmm. I also have like another area for people just to if they're doing circuit training and stuff like that, just to make it a little more accommodating. And my favorite part about my gym is that there's lots of space Uh, because lots of times when you walk into big commercial gyms, they just have to have every single piece of equipment that isn't thousands of pieces of equipment in that (laughs) And uh, and there's limited space to walk around or even do any floor work and stuff. Right. And Mm -hmm. so that's the unique part about my gym is I have everything I need, but there's enough space for it to feel comfortable because I feel that is probably one of the biggest flaws that commercial gyms have is then, and of course, when a newbie walks into the gym and it's so crowded and cluttered and it's just a really overwhelming experience and I've experienced mm-hmm. that firsthand. So I just sort of everything that I've experienced when I was younger going into gym, that's what I'm trying to change for the people that want to start going to the gym so that it's not a scary place it's not overwhelming and um, it's a place that people can actually de-stress in
5: yeah and, and you know I understand where you come from and the other people that like where they come from in terms of the you know closeness at those big box gyms because I go to one and every single day at 5 30 p.m <laughs> there are literally like a hundred people there and I'm like holy moly I just want to work out um, but to go back to you know what you're doing here, so 5,000 square feet, those three main services you know, one on one group, open gym mm-hmm. that makes me curious. How many people are you serving right now at your facility?
6: Um, I serve close to 90 active, like regular members that come in, and then mm-hmm. I have a few people that come in just for training, um, just because they're just not comfortable yet training on their own, and I uh, yeah yeah I want to say close to ninety ninety people.
5: Okay. Yeah. so that's you know divided between all three of those services there, so the one on one group and open.
6: Um, yeah, I think that would include because lots of people that come to my classes too also come to op- like to the open gym hours um, mm-hmm. just to maintain. Um, But those couple of members that come to my classes, they just enjoy like the fun atmosphere that I give off during the classes because sometimes people just need that extra motivation and also just to learn how to do the exercises is super beneficial and so they're always learning something new and everyone's just also thriving on the social aspect of things now after being locked down for two years. Right. So mm-hmm. that's that's the biggest thing I get when people want to do training and people want to do classes. It's just like, I just, you never realized how much people relied on that social aspect until now.
5: Yeah. And, you know, I feel like with the gym industry now, since we, desire those human connections and being social you know the small group one-on-one you know large group is really where like the bread and butter is in this industry now because we want to be able to work out people and have fun and be social Mm -hmm. um so 90 members right now in your big facility um i'm curious you know is that somewhere you want to stop at or eventually bring some new faces in and serve more people
6: um I'm not sure quite yet. Like obviously every business wants to keep growing and growing. Right. But there's only so much you can grow inside of a gym, to be honest. Um, I'd always like to grow in regards to my, my training clientele, but for, of course, like 90 people aren't coming in at once. Cause that's, that's not realistic, but, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, like I, I don't know. I don't think like I'd need lo- like lots more members in this particular area, but since exactly where I am, I do get lots of people that come in and out for work. Cause we are, um, we're in the thick of like oil field country as well. So mm-hmm. there's lots of people that come up here for work for a couple of weeks or a couple of months. So I do have a couple of people that come in and out frequently. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of where I'm sitting at in regards to numbers for members. So
0: Okay.
5: So, For marketing, what have you done so far? Have you mainly relied on word of mouth? Because obviously every business, we love word of mouth because it's free. Mm -hmm. Um, But have you gone into any kind of, you know, social medias and with social media, have you done any kind of paid advertising with that or just mainly organic?
6: I do utilize social media a lot just because I'm comfortable using it. I've used a I use a little bit of paid ads mainly if I'm posting clinics and stuff, just so that the surrounding areas can see that because probably 90% of the population I'm sure uses social media now. Um,
5: 1 billion monthly users on Instagram. Yeah.
6: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And so um, for my area in specific, so actually when I, um, this is actually super important for my marketing as well. So uh, about a year ago, I was in a different location and I was in about 2000 square foot space, maybe a little less. And so it was a little tight, but it was also in kind of in the middle of town. So Mm -hmm. nobody could really see where the gym was. And so now, uh, so for about a year, I moved to this new location and it's right along a busy highway and it's still, it's still part of town, but it's part of a busy secondary highway. And once I moved there, the traffic definitely uh, increased because I also serve lots of truckers that come through and the place that I'm located offers truckers to pull right in and Mm -hmm. it's super beneficial for them because they're constantly on the road. So it gives them an opportunity to get out of the truck, do a quick workout, do what they need to do. And then they feel refreshed and they're not getting tired to keep working, right? And yeah. so I definitely noticed Driving those
2: trucks for 12
5: hours a day.
6: <laughs> yeah. And so I definitely seen an increase just from moving because once I put my big sign up, people are like, Oh, there's a gym here. Like, this is awesome. And yeah, especially for oh, like the oil field workers that come in. And then other strategies that I do for marketing, there's honestly nothing wrong with doing flyers in the mail. And I also service some seniors in the community as well. And lots of seniors aren't on social media, but they're looking for different resources to, you know, try and maintain their health um, because they're all retired folk that just need something to do. Right. And um, it doesn't ever hurt to do flyers and newspaper ads so that people can actually see where you are too and especially if for gyms that are like me that want to serve a diverse community i think that's an amazing strategy to mm-hmm. um so yeah encourage people of all ages to come out
5: and especially in like a community the size of yours because it is on the smaller scale similar to me and building that community you know feel there really helps the business because it builds the trust and relationships mm-hmm. yeah um the only hard part about that is that you can't predict it. Like mm-hmm. you don't know if you're going to bring two people in five, eight or mm-hmm. zero. Yeah. So, exactly.
6: It's always taking a risk ah. when it comes to marketing. Right. Like it's yeah. yeah.
5: Yeah. And you did mention that you did do some Facebook advertising, correct?
6: Mm. I do a little oh bit God. when I'm running clinics uh or like workshops and um. And then, yeah, of course, when I just started, just to kind of get my name out there, I had a few ads running that like uh, there's new gym opened up here and mm-hmm. uh, just kind of getting the word out. And eventually uh, people found out where I was and now it's even mm-hmm. better with the new location I have.
5: <laughs> yeah. So how is your experience using the Facebook ads? Because I do hear, you know, two sides of the story. Some gym owners, they say, oh, I love it. It's the best thing since sliced bread. Mm -hmm. Other people, gym owners say, I hate it. It sucks. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So how was your experience with it?
6: Uh, I definitely understand both sides. Like you have to really understand the type of market that you want to, that you want to target or like in more specific, a target audience. And so Mm -hmm. it would be, my target audience would look a little different compared to, you know, like a powerlifting gym or a bodybuilding gym, bodybuilding gyms want to target young people between, you know, probably like 17 to like 35. Whereas myself, I'm since I'm a community that serves all ages, I'm targeting, you know, youth from 13 year olds, all the way to seniors that, if they use social media and stuff. Right. So, um, I think that's the number one thing. And, really narrowing down and learning how to use that targets not just necessarily age like you can add in all the different um interests or things that people are constantly searching and then um you know utilizing the algorithm to make sure it pops up in their feed right and Mm -hmm. then and that's a whole other whole other can of worms that i'm not going to get into but uh (laughs) um yeah so that's probably the biggest. That's probably the biggest thing. And then of course you have to set a budget. Like you can't just dump a bunch of money in and just hope for the best. Like you got to make sure you have a good strategy and a good reason behind it. Um, it's, uh, it's different for say, like if you're a supplement business or something, you want to be promoting new products. But if you're um, say, for example, if a person's strictly wanting to be an online trainer, then you have Mm -hmm. to strategize on what you want to be posting and what you want to be advertising and paid advertising for just to, you know, get your name out there to get some clients that is, it's always going to be a struggle with that because, you know, especially with the online industry, it's become really oversaturated over the last two years because of COVID. So there's so many paid ads of online trainers and now people don't really know who to pick. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really important to just target and narrow down an audience that you feel is, is actually going to see and look into your ads. Um, I think that's, that's probably why people struggle with ads is they don't narrow it down enough. They don't know
5: actually how to do it. it. Yeah. They have no clue how to build out the campaigns, Mm -hmm. target the people, put a select amount of budget into it. Um, But, you know, going away from the marketing side of things here, I'm curious, going into, into, the, into 2023, what is your main priority here, Carly, you know, in terms of business growth?
6: In terms of business growth, I'm, I'm hoping that once I do get another because like I mentioned, I'm, I run this facility all on my own and just from just trying to get it going, get it the way I want things to be going. And now I have enough room and, but not enough time to be doing everything that I want to mm-hmm. be doing. So now once I get someone like one or two people in there, um, to just help me out with general management and, and, you know, just pretty much being me, I'm going to have a lot more time to, be working with clients that I'm currently with and also, uh, taking on a few more. And then, um, and then honestly, just kind of constantly improving what I already have because I'm, I'm quite confident in like the culture I have and the, the goals that I want to accomplish in regards to the community, the atmosphere, Um, and just getting people's feet in the door and some other things I have planned. Um, since I'm a, I'm actually a competitive powerlifter myself. And so we're hoping to, um, we, as in my client that we, we power lift together, actually, we're hoping to host a meet in our facility during uh, an ideal time where we have lots of events going on, just to have something new in the community as well. And with this gym, it's also something new there. Um, for this community and so with um yeah just with hosting this event it'll just kind of diversify and help people like learn that maybe lifting is even though powerlifting can be scary to some people but it's actually a really it's a lot of amazing fun. <laughs> it's so much fun yeah. and it's such an amazing positive atmosphere and um just to get people to experience something new and it doesn't really matter who comes to see it. It's just something new. And I have a few ideas in mind in regards to events. Um, I feel that's a really good thing to have. Um, Mm -hmm. If you're a gym owner, just to, you know, get different people in the door, even just to see what your facility looks like. Um, I was hoping to do like a polar plunge of some sort this year, but I just had, didn't have, um, I just didn't have enough time to really focus on that idea, even though I love the idea and I love cold therapy, but I know mm-hmm. lots of people don't enjoy it because we have to suffer in the winter, nine months of the year anyway. <laughs> yeah. So why
5: would you want to go into that voluntarily? Yeah. Right.
6: Um. But I just feel, yeah, having different like events and, and also things that gets people to learn or have an opportunity to learn. So actually in the new year, I'm going to be hosting a squat clinic just because mm-hmm. I just see lots of people wanting to learn to squat, um, but they're just having a hard time with it because, um, of course, it's a very complex skill and it does take some coaching. And when I'm just even just giving some tips around the gym, people are like, oh, wow, I can actually squat a lot better. I can actually hit depth rather than, you know, people are lots of people are squatting above parallel. But once they can actually learn how to do it, then it becomes way more effective. So just having opportunities for people to learn is huge. And so another thing that I found was really, really amazing is even though it sucks for business owners, giving freebies is a really great strategy. Of course, you don't want to be giving away like thousands of dollars worth of value for free, but I'm actually doing for, so this week and next week, I'm just conducting free sessions for people just to get them in. Like I said, just to change their perspective on the gym and to get them in the door just to start. Cause lots of people say, I'm going to go to the gym, but they actually don't ever just go to the gym just to look and see what it looks like. Right. And so this is giving them an opportunity to get inside the gym, get a feel for the gym and get comfortable in here because everyone always gets overwhelmed in the new years. Once new year's yep. rolls around, I'm going to come in the gym and like, it's a gym owner's worst nightmare because it's so packed and then It's just, even though it's, it might be great for revenue, but it's also just such an overwhelming experience. And then all these new people get overwhelmed and then they Mm -hmm. don't follow through with their goals. So this way I can be a little more one-on-one with these people, get them learning different exercises, getting them familiar with the machines um, and getting them familiar with the culture and the positive atmosphere. So then when they do come in in the new year, then they're already that much further ahead than all the people that are just getting started, right?
5: Okay, and, yeah. Yeah, um, and before we sign off here, because we are running short on time, I want to like, ask this question because you know, I always just love to hear what the response is from the gym owner. Go back two years ago today. Mm-hmm. What is that one piece of advice that you'd give yourself getting into this gym business, Carly?
6: The one thing that I wish I did a little sooner actually is the tasks that you don't enjoy doing, spend a little bit and do that little bit of an investment to hire someone or get the people to do the things you don't Mm. want to do. So for me, for example, I'll try and make this really quick. I'm, (laughs) even though I'm a business owner, I don't enjoy doing like the bookkeeping side of things. I absolutely Mm. despise it even though it's beneficial for the business owner to be seeing where the numbers are at. Um, but it's really, really time consuming. And you can be utilizing that time for you know planning your events, planning marketing strategies, or if you want, you can hire a social media manager if you really want to. But with everyone becoming very tech savvy, it's quite simple. But I feel that if there's something that you are doing right now in your business that you absolutely despise, pay that little bit of extra for, to get someone to do it for you. So that one, it's done correctly. And Mm -hmm. two, you're just saving that time. So if you are an online trainer or your personal trainer, you can have more time to work with those clients or um, have more time to have an extra client if you really want to. Right. Um, So I think that's the biggest thing. And I was a little stubborn and of course, things were tight during COVID. Right. So um, it's hard to make those investments, but, once you do feel you have some wiggle room, definitely make the investment to hire those people to help you out so that you can actually run your business the way you want to.
5: So delegate, look out for help, always be willing to uh, bring someone into the business to help you out.
6: Mm-hmm, definitely.
5: Yeah. Awesome, Carly. Well, thank you for sharing that. Uh, but before we sign off for this episode, where can our listeners find you on your social medias and your website?
6: So I'm, not on every single platform, but I am on Instagram most of the time. And uh my what is it? I guess my my tag or my name is at action fitness. Instagram handle. <laughs> Instagram handle, that's right. <laughs> it is at proactionfitness.studio is my main gym page. And then people can also find me personally at carly.proaf studio on Instagram.
5: Awesome, Carly. Thank you for sharing those. And you know, again, I want to thank you for hopping on the podcast today and sharing your story and all your learnings of being a gym owner. It was a great time talking to you.
6: Thanks for having me. This was a really great opportunity to tell my story and help other business owners or people that want to start a gym. And it's, it's a great experience and a great business to be in.
5: Of course, it is uh, one of the best, but one of the hardest if <laughs> you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. But yeah. Definitely. To everyone else who tuned in today, We appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about the future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your gym business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Gym Lords out.
0: Now stick around for the rest of this episode.
1: Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement
4: orders.
3: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Boards Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily Newton. And joining us on the show today is Ryan and Summer from the Exercise Coach out of Omaha. What's going on, guys? How are y'all doing today?
7: Hey Emily, great. Hey,
3: good afternoon. Glad to be here. Thank you. Yeah, we're we're really excited to have y'all on. But before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you guys have going on, tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people and what made you want to start your gym in the first place.
7: Yeah, well, um, our gym uh, we believe is is very different than than a lot of gyms out there, and and I think a, a good way to segue into the, to what it is is describe how we did get into it. So. Um, my wife and I, back in 2016, were part of uh, starting a church and, um, through that process, we were really, um, impacted by how that created community and changed lives. And then we also discovered that we, we could actually work well together, right? So we, we, uh, spent a lot of time together in those days and, and really enjoyed it and decided we wanted to do, um, something again and be entrepreneurs. And so as we kind of, um, explored options, we, Determine that way. You want to find something that does impact lives and create community. So that got us into the the fitness industry, uh, and exploring some concepts there. And so uh, when we did that, uh, we'd come across uh, the exercise coach, and it's a franchise system. Um, but what makes it very unique is that it is a 20 minute workout twice a week, which um, really piqued our interest. And at first, we were a little bit skeptical, but. Um, did a little bit of homework, and I'll let Summer kind of talk about what we discovered and why we move forward with this.
4: Yeah, so we took a trip to Houston in 2019 and had a chance to meet with the leadership team. Um, The exercise coach was recently awarded number one uh, fastest growing personal training brand in the country, so they were they were seeing an accelerated growth, but we really wanted to get on the equipment. Um, we both uh, have corporate marketing backgrounds, but have always had a love for fitness. So like it's been a regular part of our lives, you know, for decades. Uh, but this was really unique in the sense that um, whether you're an avid gym goer or somebody who's deconditioned and has never exercised, it really met you at your level where you were at and gave you kind of a best workout. And what we saw from a business perspective, a few things. One is just the efficiency. So for people that were busy, it, it just, it gives you an opportunity to take the downtime and the guesswork out because it's customized and digital you, um, you know, and again, we're busy professionals. It's, it's nice to not have the downtime and, and, you know, when you're transitioning, uh, between different muscle groups. So because you have a pin number, it takes that out. The guessworks works also out, um, which makes it really risk-free in terms of injury. And as we've gotten older, you know, we've got more aches and pains than we used to. So that was important. And then from the corporate leadership side, you know just being down there and meeting face to face with people that had grown this company from a heart of helping people like that was their motivation. we saw so many so many similarities as Ryan mentioned to what we had been part of with our church where they were making a difference and that was their primary motive and so we were all in at that point.
7: Yeah and, and Emily, it was really the combination of that with this, this system which is um, really a unique uh, approach from a science perspective. personal training um, aspect as well to help activate it but then what really makes it unique is the technology so it's all data-driven equipment that sets up a workout just for an individual and their ability
3: that's interesting so tell us a little bit about the services that you guys offer because i know you said you do the 20 minute two times per week is that like one-to-one like kind of explain how that works
4: Um, So the best way to explain how we do is, is kind of the equipment we use. So it's called X robotics. So it's the word exercise and robotics put together and it's kind of the best way to summarize the equipment. So um, it's kind of the pinnacle application of smart technology. And we have it in so many areas of our life where it's customized and no longer one size fits all. So when, when a client comes in for their first visit We spend some time up front getting to know them, and most specifically, what is most important to them in the way of their fitness and health and what success looks like. Then we set them up safely on the equipment. We measure their range of motion, so we make sure the angles of their joints, their knees, um, their elbows, their shoulders when we're doing different exercises are set up for a safe movement. And then we do a strength test twice, and we save that information So then when they come back for their future workouts, all of that is established. The target is established by them and the safe range of motions are set up by them. So what that first visit does is it kind of gives us a baseline, if you will. And so then when that person comes up comes in the second time they see that efficiency that we didn't have to go establish a weight level on this exercise. It's been established. So it kind of sets them that up for them. We typically do for people that are training with us um, eight to nine exercises. Um, Each one's about 90 seconds, but it's a 10 out of 10 effort. So they're working very hard in a way that's safe, Mm -hmm. um, but for a short duration. Yeah. And
7: these are typically, uh, this is all appointment based, and, and the majority of our clients do one on one. So they'll be working with a personal trainer one on one, but we do offer several small group options throughout the day where they'll be kind of doing that exercise in more of a circuit type approach. Um, they could be sharing a coach with up to three other clients. So at most, we'd have four in here in a small group, um, but the majority do one on one personal training.
3: Gotcha. Okay. So with that being said, it's everything, even the small group, is still 20 minutes? Correct. Mm-hmm, Yes. Do you think it was difficult to like sell that? Because a lot of the fitness industry is like, you have to work out five to six days a week for an hour, two hours. Um, Did you have to do anything special with the marketing to get that point across that? Okay. 20 minutes, two times per week can still get you some type of results.
7: Yes. And so it, it is just like when I described it, we were a little skeptical at first hearing that it's, it's a new paradigm in fitness, really. I mean, you're starting to hear more about 20 minute workouts, but this one is truly unique because it's it's got the technology that can, that, like Summer said, is the pinnacle application of the science that we're um, we're talking about here. So what we typically do from a marketing standpoint, um, you know, you catch somebody's interest um, who isn't working out and a 20 minute workout might seem appealing to them. You catch their interest with that type of message. But just like us, seeing is believing. So we just really want to get somebody in the studio to understand it. It gives us much more time to describe what the science is. And then we get them on the equipment. So we offer two free sessions, no pressure, no obligation, just come in and experience something totally different. And, and once that happens, it really sells itself because it is, it is so obvious once you experience the workout, how that could really um, do what we're saying it's going to do.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. gotcha. actually. Okay, so your thing is that like you just got to get them in to try yeah. to work.
7: Because I know exactly. someone
3: was saying that they are working pretty hard for the duration of the 20 minutes.
7: Right, and you can explain some of the things. You don't even have to understand the science to know that once we've set you up with a PIN number and you have an appointment, there's there's no downtime in between the, the different movements you're doing. And then there's no guesswork on the weights because the machine's doing all of that because it knows what you can do. So that alone, if you think about a traditional gym, you waste probably a good 20 minutes of your hour workout, just walking around the equipment, waiting for someone to get off, wondering how many weights to put on. No. So we shorten it up just for that alone. But then because you're working so hard and we stay under load the entire time. So if you're doing a chest press, you're under load, both in the concentric and eccentric motion. Right. And so that's 90 seconds of pushing at pretty much your best. Um, And you can't do it any longer than that. You're at an eight or nine out of 10 on a fatigue and and you are feeling the burn and you're, you're getting your type two muscles involved. And that's what we're really looking at doing here. Um, And so those things combined, they kind of get it. And it's a full body workout. Um, You're not just doing an arms day and a legs day. uh, And that's why we can do it twice a week, because you're going to be doing very hard effort, full body. And then we really recommend 48 to 72 hours of recovery, because that's when that adaptations happen to your muscles is in that recovery time.
3: Yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about marketing. And, you know, there's the sources that you guys are using to get, you know, people into your door. What Mm -hmm. does that look like for you guys?
7: Yeah, we've um, we've got a pretty robust marketing plan, um, but we initially really are heavily dependent on, on social media and paid social in particular. So we we uh, are able to get a lot of um, impressions through Facebook, and so we'll do a lot of Facebook advertising. Um, we'll also do uh, Google advertising and LinkedIn. And so through those social media um, and digital channels, that's where we, we get a, uh, a lot of our leads coming through the door. Um, and so um, especially at first. Right. And we don't have a lot of penetration in the market. People don't know our name, things like that. Um, so a big percentage of it is is through social media. And then what we've kind of layered onto to that. Um, when we first opened, we really look for opportunities for PR. And so um Thankfully, at each of our openings, we were able to get coverage at local news stations. So we've had um, kind of a news uh, feature done um, on two of our openings. And then we've gotten in the the main local newspaper on our other opening. And that really helped kind of initial bang of getting our name out there, Um, not only initially when it comes out, but then we can start sharing that on our social channels, Um, you know, even after the time it actually was, was on air or in the print edition. So that really helped a lot. And then we started doing a little more organic things here. Uh, We have a monthly newsletter. Uh, We do some organic posts on social we have got into some local magazines that are kind of um, fit our demographic. And then uh, we have a big referral program. So we get these people who've made a big impact in their lives and changed their lives. They're uh, more than happy to tell their friends or post reviews on Google and things like that. So, and that's just kind of a a high level of what we do, but we really try to have an integrated approach with our marketing.
3: Gotcha. Okay, so pay ads on social media, Google, LinkedIn, uh, in the local newspaper. Um, If you had to pick one out of everything that you're doing right now, what would be your choice? Just to, like, if you had to stick with it, what would be your choice?
7: Yeah. I mean, if, if, if it was the only thing we could do, given that we've got three studios open with a pretty full client base, I would say that we, we would put all efforts on getting referrals.
3: Okay. Some are it's
7: ways- the least, it's the least cost, but it's also just the most authentic way to share our brand and what we can do is through people that we're helping. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, you know, it's, it's just a testament to what we're doing and what we're about. And you have somebody who can, you know, you're not paying them and you're not paying to get this out there. Um, It's just the best way.
4: And it's interesting. We've, we've seen momentum in different spots, in different studios, all three of them have kind of pockets where like our second studio opened literally with five people walking in the door that were friends of a client from our first studio. And they were kind of a base to get us going um and the neat thing about it is they they kind of essentially create their own community too because they see each other there and so it, it benefits the person that refers them too because then that person ends up kind of helping hold them accountable like if they feel like they're going to fall off or kind of you know not stick with the routine well this person they sent in is still going and is seeing results too so it, it just serves everybody well um and again if, if our whole goal is making a difference we're going to be more successful the more kind of accountability components we put in people's life to execute what they want and what they've paid for. Right. Right. Okay.
3: So question for you guys, because you guys own three three locations, right? Correct. How do you know when it's time, like how do you know when you've outgrown one facility or like when it's time to expand? Like what are some of the, the signs? Well,
7: um, the, the first one, so just context on when you opened our first one, it was in, in uh, it's supposed to be March of 2020. So right as the pandemic hit, um, we were supposed to open our doors and we didn't um, do that. It was very a very uh, tough time to go home and tell our kids that we weren't opening our business and our employees. We didn't know what was going to be um, the future. Uh, luckily, they all stuck with us and we were able to open in May and we had just an explosive launch. Um, it really took off. Our format was just ideal for that time and um, in a sense that it was clean, small, private, only 20 minutes, and people um, could find a much more safe place to come and get healthy, right, in a time where it was important to be healthy and and not many options to do. So uh, we we had a huge launch there, and that was really our trigger is that as soon as we feel like we've got things up and running, as soon as possible, we're going to open our next one because we want to help more people. So that was our trigger on our first one, really, because it just, it opened so fast. So eight months months later, we opened studio number two. Um, And then I'd say from that studio, um, our trigger points are more just when we kind of get to um, an operational kind of break even and feel like we can be confident that the trajectory is still um, on upward and, and that's a stable business. So we won't move to the next one until it's all Um, kind of um, steady state operation.
4: And I just add to that staffing. So like, we've had ups and downs, just like everybody, you know, um, not as many downs, I'd say this past year, than maybe some of our, um, you know, friends that own different, you know, industry businesses. Um, But I think, you know, um, ideally for us, you know, like Ryan talked about the importance of building up our team, you know, when people are kind of in their own good rhythm in their studios, our managers and our staff we can kind of feel when like there's space for us to kind of get to the next thing when the opposite of that is is when there's a shortage or we've got too many out or something going on and and we're in doing coaching which we don't ideally do then we know this isn't the time to go open a new one so we want to be in a place where our staff feels like they've got bandwidth to grow and that they've got a schedule that they like and they're protecting their own personal um, boundaries and when they're doing that then we can kind of give them more to do because when we open a studio, everybody works on it. It's just, it's everybody because there's kind of a give and take in terms of training new staff, you know, the marketing, you know, we, we ask people for ideas on the build out, they all come and they're part of it. And so we don't want to burden people when there's already maybe something going on at a studio. And so that's kind of how we know when we're in the spot to do it. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense.
3: So being that you guys are our owners, like, what does your day to day look like? Because you're you just you're not in there like training like the one on ones in a small group. Are you? You're so you're working on things that are going to grow your business, right?
7: Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. We chose the term this is common terms. Like we try to work on the business, not in the business. And so, okay. um, but our our number one focus as owners is to uh, take care of our coaches because we believe if we take care of our coaches, they're going to take care of our clients. And so we we put a big focus on our culture at our studio, and really just developing relationships with, with our team. Um, we like to call ourselves a family because we are wanting to go through the good, the bad and the ugly. And it's not just uh, with work, but in their personal lives. So if they're willing to share, we're willing to walk through them in their personal lives and, and providing type of support we have. So we spent a fair amount of time just touching base with each of our um, coaches. We have about 18 of them. Um, not all full-time that's a combination of full-time and part-time but uh, you know we make a concerted effort to see how they're doing and see how we can help um, and whether that's uh, with something that they need help with when running the, the business or in coaching or just anything that might come up so we spend a fair amount of time on that because it's our priority um, but then we also work on you know things kind of in, in the background so we work on the marketing and the accounting and uh, the payroll and the hiring and the reviews and uh, just looking out for um, business growth opportunities. We do networking. Uh, we yeah. do podcasts like this, things like this that are just you know, kind of where we spend our time.
4: And I'd say between the two of us, because I'm guessing, you know, like you have people that maybe share responsibilities like husband, wife, and that, you know, maybe this is a common thing or, or friends or, um, it, you kind of gravitate towards your, your giftedness. And so Ryan has, you know, he's, he's got a giftedness in, in analytics and, you know, leadership and operations. And so he, he's, you know, definitely kind of a visionary, I'd say. So like he really represents looking out into next year and maybe, maybe even years down the road and, you know, the operations of the studio. I mean, it seems like there's always maybe something we need to, you know, replace or, or kind of retrofit or, you know, different things we're trying to do. I try to kind of spend my time more on the soft skill things. So we do between the two of us, we split up. So Ryan was, you know, mentoring, um, you know, so some of our coaches have specific personal goals that they, you know, outside of their being one of our employees. And so we, we try to spend time with that. And so Ryan will handle the, the guys on the staff and I handle the, the women. And then a lot of it is, you know, coming in and doing our workouts so that we can meet the clients, um, too. to, We open every studio in the studio. So we're part, I would say, almost full time, both of us, you know, training and doing the initial promotion sessions. That obviously decreases um, as we build out staff. So, one way for us to come in, just like we did just today, is, you know, going in for our workouts too, meeting the clients, kind of getting the vibe of the studio and making sure that there's good energy in there. And so we both kind of tackle that I would say so we'll touch base in the morning and say which studios are you going to okay well if you're going to the northwest studio I'll I'll stop at countryside and and see how they're doing down there and so we kind of each day try to have other than maybe one day a week we're we're stopping in and just you know seeing how everybody's doing
3: yeah okay so let's talk about because I think I don't know some of it was you who you said visionary the word visionary Right.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Let's talk about what the future um, is. Is what's going on in the future for you guys? So, like, what do you see for yourself? Let's say six to twelve months down the road.
7: Yeah, I'd say uh, for us, the uh, that would be kind of a short term uh, for us. That would be looking at twenty twenty three. We we opened the three studios in less than two years, and so what we're kind of um, how we're framing up the year is kind of uh, we're calling it TEC 2.0. So the exercise coach 2.0 Omaha, Mm -hmm. we are going to just um, kind of go back and make sure that we are operating these three as efficiently and effectively as we possibly can. Right. So we, we um, grew really fast. Like we had a record opening at our first studio and we, we were constantly kind of in this growth mode and it's really kind of exciting, but at the same time, you realize because you are growing so fast and hiring and all that, that maybe we skipped a few steps on smoothing things out, right? Maybe there's, there's just some systems and processes that are available that we haven't quite executed to the best of our ability. And if we do, it'll just make our jobs as owners better. And it will actually probably makes the employees jobs better too, because everything's just a little bit more clear laid out. Um, They understand what they're accountable to just things like that. I think we, we just owe it to, um, our staff into really us as owners is with our goals and how much time we want to spend in the business versus on the business. So that would be the the six to 12 month timeframe. Within that, um, I would say you talk about triggers, well, we're not far off from that fourth studio. And so um, we'll probably by the middle of the summer in 2023 would be starting the real estate process just preliminarily um, for our fourth location. We just know from history that, you know, that can take Longer than you think, right? So, Mm -hmm. if we want to open our fourth one in 2024, we're going to need to start that process, you know, mid 2023, just to Mm -hmm. to see what's out there, um, and and work through that with a goal of opening our fourth studio in 2024. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, that that would be the the answer for your six to 12 months. What we'd be doing.
4: And just to add to that, too, you know, one thing we talk so much about our primary role being building up the coaches. We have such a variety of people that are on our team. So some people, you know, right out of an exercise science program at a university here, some people, you know, it's a second career. Well, you know, the, the great thing about having ambitions to have another store open is it gives more people an opportunity to lead. And so we see that now with three where, you know, maybe you have a lead and a co-leader, a manager, an assistant manager, but, but for somebody who kind of might feel like I'm ready for more, for us to be able to say, hey, you want to come look at this, this bay that's open? And, and we, we started doing that between our first and second and our second and third, where we, we can kind of see who's excited and they can be kind of part of the process with us. So they mm-hmm. feel ownership from the beginning and then it sets them up to succeed and, and have and hit their goals. Yeah.
7: And, and one other thing to note through that, that process and just getting more efficient with our operations, um, a lot of times that will result in more profitability. Like we're going to focus a little bit more on the, the profit. Um, you know, when you're in growth mode, it's all about the revenue. But getting a little more focus on profit, not, not to, to fill our pockets, but because that frees up money to do more for the team. Um, we, we know that once we get to uh, hit our goals financially and profitability-wise that we can do more in terms of benefits and really what are those things that the coaches are most interested in? Um, of course, pay is always a big one, but then what are some of those other things that we could offer as an employer to make their uh, job more um, fulfilling and, and meet their needs for their families?
3: So when it comes to focusing on more profit, I think you said without necessarily having to get more people in, is that what you meant?
7: Well, like when we're, when we were in the growth mode, it was all about getting new clients and hitting right. the revenue, you know, growing the revenue. Now that we've got the studios more capa- closer to capacity, it's just making sure we run them very efficient, much more efficiently. Um, and that way, um, you know, we're not, we're not doing things in a way that is is causing us to spend more money than we should.
4: Yeah. And I mean like the simplest way to think about it is you have a model and that's the benefit of a, a franchise system, right? They have a really successful model, Where they've presented something to us in the way of this platform that if we execute it in the way they tell us works and is proven, then there is opportunity for growth, which they're seeing across the system. Well, what happens when you're initially open is, you know, you're like Ryan said, just worried about growing and meeting new. Well, you always find these opportunities for what could be very small changes. And one example would be, you know, how many times somebody comes in a month? Well, if they bought a 20 pack of sessions, and they're not coming in twice a week. That revenue you counted on, you know, doesn't come in maybe for another month, and so that starts to lag. So there's these little changes where you're maybe just following up more with somebody that's not not coming in that second session that week, and saying, "Hey, you know, we didn't get your workout in," and and you realize there's opportunities that are really maybe they seem small, but with some fine tuning, they make everything work more efficiently. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So really just focusing on the details. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Yeah. Even how we communicate. Right. So especially like our first studio, you know, like what we've seen proven there is they've got so many systems in the way they communicate with clients and they, you know, rebook an appointment when a client maybe is sick, those systems keep people coming in. And the best news about that is then the client's feeling better and you're going to hit their goals. Right. Well, when you're newer, there's just a lot to keep track of because you're new. And so once those systems are in place, um, again, with our goal being making a difference to as many people as we can in the community, it's just easier to do that when you're capitalizing on the systems that that are part of the franchise. Yeah, Yeah,
3: That makes sense. So as we come to a close here, um, if each of you could just give us a piece of advice that you wish you had when you started a a few years ago. With your franchise
4: you know i'd say the first thing that comes to mind is to kind of have a long view
2: mm-hmm.
4: we started out in crisis because of covid mm-hmm. and i remember and i can think back over two and a half years now just like you could plot different things you know some of it's personal some of it has nothing to do with the covid you know you just you go through life and family things that you just you, you kind of run into a crisis or it could be staffing. And so it's, it's kind of um, it's to be expected when you're a business owner. Right. So knowing that, okay, you know, take a deep breath. This is the problem of the day. What are you going to learn from it? How are you going to tackle it? Having the long view that it'll be okay. Right. So like people need to get and stay healthy period. Nobody's going to argue that doctors, your neighbor, your parents, we provide a platform that is proven and successful. And so, if you're talking about the business, it's there and we've seen. And sometimes, what helps me do it um, is just the face of the person that's in the studio that has radically changed her life. So, like, sometimes for me, I literally, if, if we're having a day where there's something going on that could cause me to maybe just panic a little, whatever it is, it could be the news. If I go in the studio and then I see somebody coming in and and just what they're telling the coaches is is different in their life, it's like, oh, yeah, it's this is this is so proven. And so I think just knowing from the beginning that, hey, there's going to be ups and downs and there's going to be, you know, big things and little things, um, you know, seasons of challenge and seasons of growth and excitement. And just to have the long view that, like, this is going to change people's lives for a long time. And so I think, you know, we, we help each other out with that. Sometimes we have to balance each other out with the, the ups and downs, but just having the long view, it's, it's been the most critical thing for us, um, especially just in the volatile environment that we've encountered since we've opened and having a record, a near record opening two months after, you know, COVID started should have proven that to us. But I think you can just get caught up in your inbox and forget, um, you know the long view, so I think that would be the number one thing for me.
7: Yeah, I would agree too. It's it's keeping the long view. You know, most business owners start a business or buy a business because they're passionate about it. So you know, and passionate about it for a reason. So just remind yourself why you got started, and and trust um, that if you're you're doing it for the right reasons and you keep the focus on the clients and their and your coaches and, and you're really about helping people, um, yeah. it'll it'll all follow. The profits will follow.
4: Yeah. And I think he said a big word and I've heard many wise people say, you know, just always check in your motive, right? Sometimes if we found ourselves spiraling in the wrong way, it's like, well, maybe we had the wrong motive here. And so if we go back to like what got us going and the people and make it a difference, that will always be honored and blessed, we feel. So We as long as we've got that, we know that we're in good shape.
3: Yeah. Well, Summer, Brian, thank you so much for coming on the show today, guys. But well, this is a really good place for us to wrap things up. However, before we sign out, please tell our listeners where they can find you.
7: Yeah, you can visit uh, exercisecoach.com. Learn all about us. You can also um, click on a link there to get two free sessions. So you need to come in and and check us out to see why we're different. And it's two free, no obligation, no pressure uh, sessions. And we'd love to see you.
3: Yeah. Well, thank you all so much. We really appreciate your time and contribution to our podcast. And looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to accomplish down the road. So to everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim is out.